0: Fiber, optics. Now, it's a little bit more expensive, but in terms of home security, it's top of the line. 1080p, backup batteries, and they're practically invisible. There is nothing more off-putting than inviting some folks over to your place. They see one of these ancient convenience store cameras
1: pointing directly at them as they're waiting out on your front porch. You know what I mean? (laughs) Who wants that? No one. These little guys right here, they can be hidden almost anywhere. Discretion
0: is the name of the game. They can be indoor, they can be outdoor, underwater, anywhere, okay? Now, I wouldn't put them at the bottom of your toilet bowl or anything, <laughs> unless you're into that sort of thing.
2: You seem like a reasonable guy. Why don't we hook you up? You're listening to the
0: Buzzkill Podcast.
2: And I am here to do the devil's
1: work. It is episode 223. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we log into the internet and watch you while you eat, while you sleep, while you shower, and while you shit. <laughs> because we're gross like that. In. <laughs> Somebody's watching me. <laughs> Copyright us. We wrote that song. Yes. Yes, we
0: did sort of god (laughs) i actually just wrote it just now
1: oh you're a genius yeah Uh, what's (laughs) what's going on guys i'm mike i'm jim and uh hey hey jim hey what's up man how you doing
0: good well doing good
1: yeah i'm all right yeah just just all right
0: just all right i have a feeling i'm gonna have some disastrous thing happen in my basement within the next 24 hours
1: oh yeah you did all that work so now it's, it's 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 Undoubtedly going to uh, fall apart and flood again and, you know, all that, all that wor- good stuff.
0: All that work that went completely <laughs> underappreciated by Mike because he's OCD.
1: I'm sorry, man. Why don't loser. you tell the, – the, no one knows what you're talking about.
0: I, uh, I did a uh, – so I was doing a barn – like a barnwood style wall, accent wall in my basement because I'm setting up my leather shop down there. And <clears throat> I went the cheap route. With MDF boards that are, you know, made to look like uh, barnwoods, it's actually indistinguishable from real barnwood. It's pretty crazy how good it looks, but Mm -hmm. uh, the way they're printed, there's every four feet, there's a vertical, uh, like a vertical uh, kind of connector section, and I don't have it perfectly centered. So Mike, my OCD,
1: I'll never go into your basement again. That was kind uh-huh. of the idea, so <laughs> <laughs> Mike proving the basement by just making everything off a little that bit. That is fine by me. I mean that's pretty much your entire house though, because your house everything is off by <laughs> at least a couple of inches. So I'm surprised i have made it that far into your house.
0: Yeah, actually, I, I'm, it just, actually I'm just I'm just following s- I'm following a rich tradition of <laughs>
1: You did say last week that you were gonna Marty the shit out of your house, so this is just step one, baby.
0: He already started. <laughs> he already started. So, any, for anybody who doesn't know, the previous owner of my house Marty uh, redid the whole house, and at first glance, it looks beautiful. He did a lot of beautiful work in the house until you realize that everything—it's like Hill House. Have you ever read read The Haunting of Hill House? No, I haven't. Where, Maybe not
1: watch the show still too? I'm where so uh,
0: where everybody's kind of discombobulated in the house because. Um, uh, what the hell is his name? Hugh Crane had mm-hmm. it built so that like every wall was not a, like it, no room was completely perfectly square. Like none of the corners sure, sure. were, they were always like a little half degree off or something. It
1: looked like Tim Burton. Uh, exactly.
0: <laughs> and that's, that's what my house is. At first glance, it's like, oh, this is a nice finished basement and a, a beautiful house with a lot of updates. And then you go, oh, but, why does that corner just kind of jut off to the right, <laughs> right up at the top? What's going on here? And it's why, is, why is this malty. not centered?
1: Why is, why is that, the end of that molding way thicker than the other side of that molding? So so really,
0: <laughs> I'm just keeping up with the rich tradition of, of uh, you know, of martying the house
1: out. I can appreciate that. Yeah. So I hope you do appreciate it. Someday in the in the near future when somebody else buys the house. Fucking James. James. What the fuck? Jim just, A. Just
0: center it, man. <laughs> it still looks nice, Mike. You can go to hell.
1: I didn't say that it didn't look nice. I it might... just doesn't look as good as if I would have done it. That's all. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have done this. I, you're right. I would have used real barn wood. <laughs>
0: You don't have that kind of money. I just—I yeah. you know, was really bummed out that I couldn't do that. I priced it out. It was going to cost me like six hundred bucks just to do this one wall. I was yeah, like, it's not Man. cheap.
1: I, you know, you know what I probably would have done. I actually probably would have just gone and gotten pallets, ship and broken lap. down a shit ton of pallets. Ship ship lap. Yeah, but mm-hmm. then you got to deal with planing and joining
0: and uh, all that shit. I wouldn't.
1: I wouldn't. You want it to look rustic? Keep it. All uneven and and weird and well, I also <clears throat> have to hang a
0: bunch of shit off of this, you know. Sure. So I need it to I need it to be sort of, you know, not totally That's fair. not totally balls.
1: That's totally fair. But uh, well, hey, all but, this. But, uh, but
0: we started with all that saying. I feel like there's going to be a disaster. I keep smelling eh, like one of the pipes in my in my basement it smells like it's backing up again, and it's pissing me off. Which means I think I'm going to walk down here tomorrow, and all this nice new MDF.
1: Perhaps on my
0: wall is going to be soaked with shit water. Perhaps mm-hmm.
1: your son figured out how to, uh, how to like run a hose into the ventilation system down here, all the way up to his room, and he's just farting in a hose. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that
0: sound like something that he would do? I don't know. That's something weird. That I would do. If anybody exactly. does it, it's going to be
1: my wife. Um, <laughs> Oh, those front butt farts! Oh um, God! <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, well, anyway, what have you been up to, Bud?
1: Not a whole lot, man. Just been uh, just been hanging out. You know, life is uh, life is kind of not dull is not the right word for it. I have exciting things, but uh, it's it's still COVID times. You can't do much. So I go to work. I come home, and you know, yeah, just just flick. That's flick pretty your, much it. Just <laughs> flick your bag. Go out, go out to see the girl a couple times a week. That's that's about the extent of it. Uh-huh. It's not uh not real exciting. <laughs> I am I am, however, I am, however, deep diving into the world of vegan culinary uh culinary arts. Oh dear God. I know, right? Yeah. so hippie-ish. So the girl I'm seeing is is a vegan. So me being a foodie, I look at it less oh, God, of you
0: just made it worse for fuck's sake.
1: What? Maybe me being a foodie. <laughs> Well, no, I look at it, I look at it from the perspective of it's a whole world of like whole world that I've never explored, you know, in cooking. So I'm trying to have fun with it,
0: bro. It's so. vegetables.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. Shut up. You're it's making just, it worse. Just <laughs> vegetables. Good God. Yeah. Well, hey, Justin's a cool guy. He was a vegan.
0: Justin is a cool guy, but not because he's vegan.
1: That's true. That's, that's actually that's, very true. I'd say it's
0: actually one of his lesser points. <laughs> Well, you know. Same with your girlfriend.
1: Not everything. Not everybody can be as perfect as us, James. All right, That's come true. On. That's true. Come on. I'll wear her down one of these days. on Here, Val- the- Valentine's Day I'll come up. I'm just gonna plop a steak down and just be like, listen. If you care about me, you'll eat the fucking steak.
0: Oh, you haven't already plopped the steak down? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's just
1: bloody and raw. <laughs> che-
0: check it out, baby. It's flaming mignon. It's only an it's only an inch long, but it's seven inches but it's, wide. But it's
1: but it's prime choice. <laughs> Wait, something can either be prime or choice. You can't be both. Prime it's choice. Definitely, it's definitely just choice, then. <laughs> Most definitely.
0: Grade D. It's the shit that they grind up to make Taco Bell meat with.
1: <laughs> Dog food. <laughs> Oh, good lord! But yeah, nothing, nothing, uh, nothing crazy exciting is going on. Really, you know, just like I said, same old, same old. Chilling. I've been, um, I've been reorganizing my my movie collection. that's yeah. that's pretty much how how bored I've been. So I don't have a basement to redo like you.
0: <clears throat> well, um, not everybody can be as lucky as me to have a a would out basement.
1: It's true. It's true. I'm just looking but around um,
0: the room right now, and I'm seeing 10 things I could fix, but I never will. <laughs> I'm just going to make everything worse by making more walls that have uncentered patterns on them. It's <laughs>
2: <Just> every
1: wall. <laughs> is just going to have something off on it. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Every yeah. room in the house should be like that.
0: All right. Well, anyway, since you have nothing going on, your life this is, is a really total dumb. bore. Uh, let's get into some corrections from last week. <laughs>
2: You're so stupid! All
1: right, James, uh, so we did get some stuff wrong last week. We didn't, uh, we didn't have any exciting going on last week, but we did get stuff wrong. So, first first things first, I goofed on the editing of the show and totally forgot to edit in the uh, correction sound. Oh, no. <laughs> luckily, luckily, we transitioned really quickly, and so you just heard me go, and then we start right away. Thank God because when I realized when I didn't when I realized that I didn't put it in, I immediately my heart sank. I go, "Oh god, what did we talk about in between these two Oh sections? god.
0: <laughs> you need to pay attention more.
1: <laughs> oh, some first time it's happened. Shut up. Um, no, it's that's like, not it's the like, first
0: time it happened. You uh, you did once upload an episode with uh, like a 15 minute oh, break Oh, yeah, I in did. It. Yeah. And we yeah, kept, you're right. we kept yeah. our, re- our our microphones recording. I don't yeah, remember yeah, if there's anything happened. said in that 15 minutes. So so hold on. Wait. Some silence right now. Okay.
2: Stupid! You're so stupid!
0: That's where you'll put in the sound. You have to redo the sound. Even though it's at the beginning of this segment, you have to do it again to make up for missing it last week.
1: Oh, do I know? Yeah. Well, it's a okay. correction.
0: If you're going to make a correction, you got to correct it, right?
1: That's true. Yeah.
0: That's so, true. Do you have any more?
1: Yeah, um, you, you said that uh, Phantom Wipe was the name of the artist on the can last week. Incorrect. Phantom Wipe is the name of, I think, the uh, actual drawing of the guy with the poopy butt on the can last week.
0: Oh, 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 <laughs> yes. <up> <laughs> okay, geez, I was so lost for a second. Yeah.
1: Okay. The name of the artist is actually Robbie Davis. Yes, okay. I found the actual artist that drew a guy shitting his pants. Because that's how much time I had this week.
0: Um, so, phantom wipe. I'm assuming is their the name their... of
1: the piece, the name of that artistic expression of excrement. See, when I think of because that was that was
0: clearly a shart being depicted. <laughs> when I think yeah. of phantom wipe, I think of more like, uh, um, like nothing was ever there. Like a yeah, the uh, the old clean, the uh, flawless victory, clean finish.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be what the phantom wipe is.
0: Yes. Um, all right, what do you got? I've got one correction. This comes courtesy of Greg. Okay. Uh, and I was talking. We. I was talking about a, a dude owning a lion in Bad Axe when we were younger, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Was guys, that all lie? Straight guys' name? No,
0: a guy's name was Chuck. Oh. Specifically, Chuck and he owned a tiger, not a lion. Oh. He owned a tiger and it mauled the shit out of his kid. I think I got that part right. Greg will correct you me did. again if I if I didn't get that right, but yeah.
1: Fucking Chuck. <laughs> Fucking Chuck and his tiger. <laughs> who has a who has a tiger and bad axe? Chuck. Fucking Chuck. Chuck,
0: of course. It's always Chuck.
1: It's always Chuck. If it's so, not John or Brian, it's Chuck. okay All right, James. All right. This uh this week. This week is a doozy. We you picked a <laughs> couple of movies that uh, I'm going to go ahead and say they had the uncomfortableness of like the Human Centipede mixed with like I don't know, I don't know what I don't know what it's mixed with cuz it's not exactly like that, but they're I feel like the same people that would enjoy the Human Centipede would enjoy these movies. Which is weird cuz it's not as gross
0: as Human No, centipede. it's definitely not as
1: gross. Well, um, there's there is a couple of scenes that got me, and I'm not
0: and I'm not going to go out on I'm not going to go out I'm not going to be so brazen as to say that um, that Neville Archibald is the uh, is the cinematic genius that Dita Laza was Dita Laza mm, Dita Laza rest <laughs> in peace uh, I'm not going to go out and say that but, no but but, but I can definitely but the vibe yeah for sure the vibe. Yeah. I could definitely well, lump this especially in, with in Human Centipede,
1: especially in Human Centipede Two, where it's like, like it's just the guy that saw the movie. It's trying to do it on his own. Yeah, that's yeah. more the creeper from these two movies. Yeah, but we'll get into that later. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so anyway, we watched two movies this week. We watched Thirteen Cameras and Fourteen Cameras. Oh, they got really um, they creative genius. Yeah, it's. It was very creative. Genius, it was genius.
1: Genius. It's so it's so simple, nobody would expect it, James.
0: That's how that works. Obviously, nobody would expect it. <laughs> not even if it's in your shitter. You wouldn't expect it. How do you not see a camera in your toilet? I don't understand that. I can see hiding them in every other place, but how do you hide a camera in a toilet and have it not be seen?
1: Maybe they maybe everybody knew about it. Maybe they're just like, hey,
0: I'm into it, man. <laughs> here's
1: here's my sphincter. <laughs>
0: Hope you don't mind me mind why wa- you don't mind watching me spray hot water.
1: You can't say that kind of shit when I'm taking a drink. Or <laughs> the spray hot water all over those microphones.
0: Just pumping hot grease.
1: Hope you don't oh, mind. Oh god. Yeah, so these two movies, if uh, you haven't been able to figure it out, they're uh, they are about spy cams, and mm. uh, a guy that is a creeper, yep. and sets up spy cams in people's houses, and uh, yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah, But, but, before Definitely. we do, James,
0: yeah. Uh, are we drinking uh, this week? Before that, before that, oh. what are we drinking? You got a nice pick here, Michael. I like um, it. This is from Urban Artifact, and it's called Spyglass. Oh. <gasps> Right? Mm-hmm. Uh it's a lemon lime tart, twelve fluid ounces, thirty-eight degrees Fahrenheit is the optimum uh the optimum temperature. That's kind of I've never seen a beer with its uh, optimum optimal,
1: optimal. Optimal, yeah. Optimal that's, temperature. That, that's a word. I said
0: optimum first, um because I'm a dumb person. Uh o- this optimal prime. <laughs> <laughs> this tart ale is brewed with 66 pounds of limes. That's weird that, do you think that's a typo? But Look at your can, limes is spelled with two L's. You think it's a typo? Oh, or is no, it, uh... no,
1: they're llama limes. They're the oh, bigger oh,
0: limes. Oh, oh, yeah. okay, all right, well, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, 66 pounds of limes and 50 pounds of lemon zest in each 30-barrel batch. It's a shitload of citrus. It really is. The spyglass has been an optical tool used for hundreds of years to help sailors and scientists look to the horizon. Take a spyglass on your next adventure. One hundred twenty-five calories per twelve ounce can. That ain't bad. I
1: don't know. Take a I'm spyglass to on
0: your next adventure so you can uh, so you can watch people dropping a deuce.
1: Also interesting on this is underneath the. Uh, the ABV, this, so this is a, a 4.7 percenter. Oh. It actually tells you what the pH balance of the
0: beer is. Uh, that's not terribly uncommon.
1: No? I no. feel like I've never seen that before. Yeah, I've seen it.
0: Weird. Uh, and this is from Urban Artifact Brewing in Cincinnati, Ohio. Ugh. So
1: Spyglass, right? Back in the day, the Spyglass oh, was Wana- basically... in Wanake,
0: Wisconsin. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah,
1: no, no the Spyglass was basically their surveillance, uh, surveillance, you know... Uh, uh it's not a weapon they're um tool uh tool, tool. of choice <laughs> yeah right <laughs> it's wor- words are hard today you're a surveillance so, tool i figure i figure right a spyglass is just the modern video camera yeah right? exactly people don't know you're watching them you're from far away Does yeah it's like sense?
0: it's like if i want like right now i could just i could just tap into the camera that i hid in your blu-ray section up there and watch you from afar. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to watch you from afar back then, I'd well, get I guess out this my proves, glass.
1: I guess this proves that you're not actually watching me all that often because I moved that camera into my toilet. I was for days, I've just been waiting for, you know, that <laughs> winky face emoji being sent to me. <laughs> I was
0: wondering why the lens looked like a Jackson Pollock painting for the last few days. <laughs> oh boy, let's try this beer. All right, sir. Here, cheers, Cheers. buddy. Dink. Oh, that is very good. Oh, Daddy likes. Oh my, I won't even. I won't even get on your case for saying Daddy likes. (laughs) Because that was really good.
1: That's really good. It's really refreshing.
0: Yeah, and effervescent. This is a good
1: summer. This is a good summer beer. It's effervescent. It kind of it's bubbly. It actually, you know what? For all of the beers I've had that have lemon flavoring in it, mm. this actually tastes like the beer version of like fresh lemonade. It that's really what does. This tastes, that's what this tastes like.
0: Yeah. That's it's fantastic. delicious. Wow. This is, uh, was this an expensive six pack? No, I think it was like 12 bucks. Not bad.
1: Not, not terrible. And this, I almost didn't get it. I was telling you be, the story. Did when you I, get
0: this at Canteen? I did, yeah. This might be I, a um, good uh, go to summer beer
1: when I went to go grab it, I actually bought a different beer for tonight. And then when I was reading the back of the box, I realized that it was actually not really, uh, not really all that, uh, thematically, you know, good as I thought it was. Thematically good. Thematically good, James. Um, so yeah, so I went back in though and actually bought another six pack and I'll save the other one for, uh, for another show. But, um, yeah, I'm happy I did because this is fucking delicious. This is
0: fantastic. I love the can too. That, uh, that color, I don't know what that color is, but I like it a lot. It's like a teal. And this uh in this it's handsome. teal, James.
1: How do you not know what color that this
0: is? This handsome devil. Is it I the light it's down teal. here is kind of weird.
1: It's a little more green. Yeah, you know, but yeah. That's
0: anyway, a nice look. All right. Well, anyway, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. The bleed feed.
1: All right, James. Uh we do unfortunately have to start today with a little bit of a death. Yeah. Not a little bit of one, a full on death. Full on one. No one, one no one half died this week.
0: Big one too. Um
1: it is a pretty big one. Uh, rest in peace this week to Cloris Leachman. Bummer, man. I know, right? I like Cloris uh, 90- Leachman. Ninety-four years old. She passed away from natural causes and not COVID, which is which is a good thing. When you when you get to be ninety-four. You don't want to be taken out by the, by the stupid China virus, right? You don't want that. Uh, she. Um... <laughs> He's
0: gone, Mike. Just get know, away. <laughs> you, can, you can move on with your life.
1: I know, I know. Um, let's see here. Uh, the Oscar and Emmy winner made her presence felt in the horror community with movies like Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Lake Placid 2, she was actually the... Uh, uh, if you know anything about Lake Placid 2 and its home video release, there's like a full-on... Uh, uh, one of the reasons that it was, uh, what am I trying to describe here? Jesus Christ! It was edited for I like You're I doing believe an awesome TV. Job, though I know, right? It was edited yeah. for TV, and it took out pretty much all the nudity to make it edited for TV. Yeah. And there's a quote unquote sizzle reel of all the nudity. Yeah. Just cut back into the movie, yeah. but you can watch just those scenes. In like, oh. a, in like a sizzle reel. <laughs> all right. It was all Cloris Leachman. All of it, <laughs> really? All that's it. awesome. Uh, so yeah, Lake Placid, two deadly intentions, uh, the Demon Murder Case. She also starred in a bunch of episodes uh, uh, on TV, like Twilight Zone, Alfred Hitchcock presents. So she worked with the heavy hitters. You know, she was on the, the famous shows. So she definitely earned her place in horror history. So uh, rest in peace, Cloris Leechman.
0: Right, you missed. be missed. You missed the best one. What's up? She was Frau Blücher in Young Frankenstein.
1: Oh my god. Bro. I read that earlier and I didn't write it down for some stupid reason. Dude, oh, I'm a failure. You are. I'm an absolute failure. You are. <laughs> it's probably her most famous role oh. in ours. Ah, oh, fuck me. You are
0: the worst. Ah, <sighs> I quit. This is I, I, my last show. I loved her in Beer Fest though too. She was the sweet little old granny, but she was oh, an absolute But right, she was, but yes, she was yes. an absolute raging whore too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so funny what a funny uh, lady. You know, uh, before, be you, before you move on from death, so yep. worth mentioning, even though it has nothing to do with, uh, you know, our show or horror or anything, but Larry King died.
1: Yeah, no shit, right? Crazy. Larry King has, he interviewed a ton of <laughs> horror legends, though. Oh, yeah, over the for course, sure. Over the course of his career, so he definitely has that going for him within the genre. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that I didn't expect it. The guy... Oh, yeah. The guy... I'm pretty sure had a hand in inventing dirt. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, he worked though up until the very end. Yeah, he still had his show that was on. I don't know if it was on weekly, oh, but it was definitely actually, on. Dude,
0: he was in Ghostbusters, so it totally works for our, our oh, purposes. Oh yeah, there you go, perfect. Yep.
1: Yeah, he was. Um, he worked up until the very end though. Yeah. Uh, big bucket and win for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, let's see here. Uh, we are making fantastic time this this week, James. So I can uh, I can stretch out this news a little bit. Slow it down. Got some COVID dates updates. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's here. James Wan's hotly anticipated uh, *Malignant* uh, has moved around a couple times now. Originally slated to be released in August of last year, James Wan himself Twitter to announce this week uh, that it will now be released on September 10th, 2021. That okay. is the hard date for it. Okay. Um, hopefully, to God, by September, we can be back in movie theaters. I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. Even though I should be holding my breath, because that's what's going to keep me safe, I think, right now. <laughs> but, you know, well, you get what I'm saying. Didn't um, uh,
0: didn't Anthony Fauci say that um, he expects that we'll be able to return to going to concerts see live, by live music by fall? So
1: Yeah. I mean, fin- still wearing masks and all that crossed. stuff. Sure, but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. With, with, with the, at, at the rate that uh, the, the vaccine's getting handed out, not going to happen. Uh, let's see here. Another film that's been bouncing around release dates is uh, Adam Robitel's Escape Room 2, mm. which seems to finally have landed on a date much later than originally planned. This is another one that was like supposed to get released, I want to say, last year, um, like, like summer of last year. Yeah. Um, however... The the new date is now January seventh, twenty twenty two. Yikes! Because so they're pushing it back quite a bit. Come on. Um, uh, I still haven't actually seen the first escape room. I really oh, want. I've to. Heard a lot of good things. So and, have I. So have I. And I
0: love escape rooms. So
1: right. It seems to me. Why haven't we watched it? Yet? It seems to me like it is, and I'm sure it was marketed this way. It's almost like it's taking this, the, the place of Saw movies. Because it, it sounded like they were gonna do one every single year it kind yeah, of sounded like that yeah,
0: and it's definitely got
1: the same vibe. the same
0: kind of vibes where it's yeah. you know like a person who i I haven't seen the movie yet but I think it's like a person who speaks to them you know and gives them clues on how they're supposed to try and get out mm-hmm. and then you yeah. know like terrible awful traps that kill people and stuff so yeah and and,
1: and you have to figure out how to get out of it which right. is exactly like saw right it's so yeah, so these are ripoff movies. Is Come on. <laughs> um, okay, let's see here. Uh, Scott Derrickson's Sinister will always hold a place in our hearts for two reasons, James. A that lawnmower scene. Oh God! Right? Ooh, yeah. One of the one of the one of the best scenes in, in horror of the, in the last one decade. of the best
0: jumps. I I don't even know if it's a it's a jump scare. No, it, it is, is. But it's it more is. like a it's some it's something more than a jump scare. You know what I mean?
1: Um. Anyway, though, and then B also is uh, that actor who played that sexy, sexy father, Mr. Ethan Hawk. Ooh. Right. The Hawkman, the Hawk, the <laughs> Hawkman, he, he, the real Hawkeye. Why the didn't Hulk Ethan Hawke play Hawkeye? That
0: would have been, been perfect. Awesome. That
1: would have been genius casting, right? Yeah. Totally. Um, well, it seems like it seems like we're getting a reunion four, of four sorts. Seven. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like we're getting a reunion of sorts in uh, Derrickson's upcoming horror film, The Black Phone. Uh, In the movie, uh, co-written by Robert Cargill, we'll see the star and director team up again in uh, what sounds like another, like, sort of supernatural, spooky kind of ride. Mm -hmm. Um, In it, the uh, description is this, a kidnapped kid, a creepy soundproofed basement, an ancient disconnected phone. Then, when night falls, the phone rings. Whoa.
0: (laughs) I've watched the trailer for this movie. Have you? Yeah.
1: Is Is it out already? I don't know, but I watched it That's the impossible, ter- being that they just announced that Ethan Hawke was cast. So that's so, literally impossible.
0: So this is a remake, then?
1: I don't think so. It has Nothing to Nothing that I
0: read... It has... It's either a remake or it's a short film, because... Or, or, or it's either... There's either... It was either made in another country or it's a short film or something, because I've seen this exact thing where... Well, it was you're going to have to
1: look into that. It was a
0: group of kids. No, this is another movie already. It's a group of kids who break into they break into a house and they they steal something or something like that and then they like their conscience gets the better of them and then they go to return I can't remember exactly but this is what I remember they go to return it and the guy who lives in the house says uh as punishment you have to stay in the house and you have to answer that phone when it rings or something like that and then the phone rings and when uh they pick up it's his dead wife or something this movie exists already that sounds really stupid
1: (laughs) no 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 it it looked
0: no 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 it looked creepy it looked very creepy this movie exists
1: okay i'm gonna 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 look it it up for next week i'm gonna look it up because this is gonna piss me off all right go ahead Anyway, uh, let's see here. Uh, if there's one film that has always deserved its own extended connected universe, it's Richard Kelly's two thousand and one cult classic, Donnie Darko, right? Yeah. That movie was just made to have connective tissue. <clears throat> totally. Um, even though a lot of people are probably like, oh, from the leave chestal it, area. it alone, right? Let it let it let it let it have its own thing or whatever. Don't fuck it up by putting more. Mm-hmm. Nah, I disagree. Give it, give it some more connected shit. You there know, was a they sequel, tried, right? They tried to do it with, um, what was it, S. Darko, I think it was called. Uh, and it was like, like told from the perspective of his sister. Yeah, I don't remember, like but I never saw it. I never it, actually saw and, yeah. it,
0: yeah. I love Tony um, well, Darko,
1: though. It appears that Richard Kelly agrees with that sentiment. Talking to comingsoon.net, Kelly stated, Well, I'm probably not allowed to say anything more than there has been an enormous amount of work completed. Uh, I'm hopeful that we might get to explore that world in a very big and exciting way, but we'll see what happens. But there has been a lot of work done. A lot of work has been done. So he's sounds like even though he's in the middle of doing a uh, biopic right now on somebody, I can't remember who it is. But uh, he's doing a big biopic right now. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like he really wants to revisit that and is actively working towards that, which is super exciting, if you ask me.
0: I'm into um, it. I want this is all one,
1: of the Donnie Darko movies.
0: That's one of those movies that I've... Like, you and I, you know how we get too into discussing the details of a movie and just, like... Come up with different theories and stuff like that. Sure. This is one of those movies that I used to do back in high school, like me and Carney, our buddy Dave Matthews, like we would watch this movie and then just He's dis- a band now. Yeah, he's in a band now. Uh <laughs> we would we would watch this movie and then just discuss it for hours and hours and sure. hours. You know what I mean?
1: Did you ever see the extended cut of Dying Darko? Uh, I think so. The one where they explain a lot more. Like there's chapter, like there's uh it actually breaks the movie up into like four different uh, chapters and there's like chapter headings they explain the book a lot more they explain what the actual uh you know abyss tube water thing is that comes out of their chest
0: uh maybe not actually it's,
1: i actually prefer it personally like you i like the, i like the ambiguity of the original film mm-hmm. um but seeing the extended cut it just kind of puts everything into place a little bit more that's more no fun it's, no, it, it, it takes,
0: it, it takes away the, it I, this, this movie, Tim, I, my fondest memories of this movie were sitting with my friends drinking beers and trying to figure out what the hell we just watched. You know what I mean? No,
1: and I get that. I'm just saying after years of doing that though, <laughs> to then have an extended cut that kind of puts the pieces into place, like I wouldn't have wanted this Back when the movie first came out, I think the theatrical cut is exactly what should have been released. Oh, but then to years later, have yeah. that extended cut. I can see, yeah. That's 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 nice about it.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, I that's that. fair. That's fair. It's like
1: watching a it's like watching a commentary or whatever, and they finally explain something years after you saw something. You know, right? That's all. Um, let's see here. Uh, John Carpenter, James, who? John uh, Jonathan Carpenter. Okay. He had a band called the Carpenters. Back uh, in the 70s? Vaguely I think familiar. That was vaguely familiar mm, with him. Yeah. Um, John Carpenter was interviewed by the Daily Beast this week, and uh, he was asked pretty point blankly whether or not. We'd ever see him back in a director's chair. Hmm. I know that he has mentioned certain things over the years about how you know he's done, he just wants to focus on music, he's video games just wants to play video games. <laughs> yeah. Um, however though, his re- reaction was a little bit different this time. when asked if we'd ever see him again uh, as a director, he goes, you might. I'm working on a couple of things right now, but I'm not doing anything for a while until the world comes back and writes itself. It's insane now. It's nuts. I'm not going to go out there and get sick. Um, he also said that uh, it's unbelievably hard to, uh, to direct and that it's stressful, it's physically difficult, it's tough, and you have to be a certain kind of human being to love it. I'm not certain I am. I love it, but not in an ego way. Music is a lot more gratifying in a way because, uh, because there it is. It's right. In front of you, and you don't have to wait until it's cut together to deal with an armory of people making movies. So it sounds like he's good to. point, and it sounds like he's actively working on stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing he wants to wait until the world comes back. I'm pretty sure he's gonna probably die before that happens, <laughs> <laughs> which is the uh, unfortunate part. How old is he? He's an old man, he's in his 70s. He's an old he's man, an old man. And he still he's smokes like f- a chimney, doesn't he? He's one tragic fall away from breaking a hip that's going to take him out, <laughs> you know? Um, but oh, hopefully, I hope that we do see him back in the chair again, though, because I would kill for just one more John Carpenter movie, it's right?
0: It's been 11 years since he... Yeah, The Ward
2: was his last see, one.
0: It's 11 years since he directed a movie, and it was The Ward, which I, 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 need, to, I need to give it another try. I tried watching yes. it once with you, and I fell
1: asleep. I did watch it a second time, and I actually enjoyed it a lot more the second time. I was I f- not nearly as critical about what, about it the first, you know, from the first time I watched
0: it. I fell asleep. I fell asleep, and I had a dream about um, Amber Heard beating the shit out of me. It was the best.
1: Were you Johnny Depp? <laughs> I was in the dream. <laughs> you're Johnny Depp in every dream you're in. <laughs> um, let's Get out of here. my uh, head, Michael. I'm sorry. Um, this is exciting, uh, and it actually falls uh, into line with what I'm watching. I have uh, Pacific Rim on behind me. Oh, nice. This night. Um, and speaking of Pacific Rim, uh, Guillermo del Toro <clears throat> took to Twitter this week to... He kind of let loose that, in his opinion, and he's the writer, so his opinion is God, right? Mm-hmm. That Pacific Rim, uh, the two Pacific Rim movies, are technically, in his mind, a part of the Legendary Monsters universe. This would be the new Kong Godzilla, uh, all that stuff, really? Uh, yeah, so basically, what he uh, what the actual tweet said, um, is that uh, uh where is it here? Uh, pulling it up because I'm not prepared. Um, <laughs> let's see here. He says, uh, I personally love seeing neon secret bat- sea battles, building demolition, etc., because secretly, maybe. The Pacific Rim universe coexists in the legendary kaiju verse. Perhaps one day they can rumble. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so awesome. it sounds like he didn't get permission to necessarily do it, but yeah. he wrote them, wanting to. I mean, you don't have to get per-
0: you don't have to get permission to exactly. to dream about something. You know, like you can. The just Question. Sort
1: of- now that I'm thinking about it, though, when did Pacific Rim come out? Pacific. which Sorry, one fly here. the first one the first, first one, one or the, the first one or the
0: documentary pacific rim
1: oh it's, pacific rim job yeah that came out
2: that came out yeah, in
0: no just th- oh it's pac- pacific rimmed <laughs> it's it's the one about guys in california just licking each other's
1: <laughs> assholes <laughs> i've seen that um so pacific rim came out in 2013 <laughs> And the uh, first Godzilla movie that is a part of this franchise came out in 2014. So I don't know that the time works. Maybe he didn't write it. So maybe maybe now he just wants it to be. He's just trying to will <laughs> it into uh, well, sure, into existence.
0: Well, and I have to. I mean, like the 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 design of the monsters and stuff like that. They were totally. I mean, really, if you make any kaiju, it's gonna
1: oh. Hundred percent. It's, it's got gonna, its roots there. It's kind of.
0: It's gonna kind of fit in with whatever's going on with the, uh, you know, with the legendary monsters. But like his design, his designs. I mean, those Guillermo del Toro designs for the monsters would absolutely one hundred percent fit in perfectly.
2: Oh
1: yeah, absolutely. So I mean, where else? Where else do you think he got inspiration from? Right. It's from the old Godzilla movies. Maybe not legendaries kaijuverse, but like the old Godzilla movies. The old you know, Mothras and, and Rodans and all that. Like, right. yeah, of course they came from there. Yeah. Um, but I'm with him though. I, I am from this from this day forward, I am choosing to accept the fact that Pacific Rim exists in that same world in the future. I like it. I'm into it. Hands down.
0: I choose to believe that all kaiju exists all in the same universe
1: most of them do have you ever seen the the, the old godzilla movies well Every yeah obviously in, all of those, under the yeah. sun is in them
0: <laughs> yeah you know uh all but i'm talking even i'm talking was... even cloverfield mm-hmm. and uh and and super eight that was a giant monster too wasn't it i've never yep. seen it yeah <laughs> i've never seen super eight oh, I really need, you see need that to movie.
1: you absolutely need to
0: um but yeah i mean they're all they're all in the same universe right
1: yeah, that's of that's course. what I'm choosing to believe. So of course. Anyway, <clears throat> There's a timeline somewhere that you could put all these things into. Uh, anyway, what's uh, what's new on blue there, James? What's new on blue? Let me tell you. Uh, Arrow
0: Video has announced their April 2021 lineup. Among the releases are a two-disc 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray combo pack of Donnie Darko, which we were just talking about. Um, that'll have new new goodies, most notably a 100-page hardcover book. Pretty dope. Double-sided fold-out poster featuring artwork by Luke Priest, collector's postcards, and a featurette called uh, Deus Ex Machina, The Philosophy of Donnie Darko. So that's pretty good. That might be worth the price of admission right there. Sure. Just to kind of hear because it's got interviews with the director, the writers, um, producers, actors, everybody, like, you know, kind of giving their input on the philosophy behind what Donnie Darko is about. So yeah. that, might, that might be a cool way to sort of fill in some of those blanks.
1: I'm interested to see what's new about this set in terms of, like, features and stuff like that <laughs> because this is not the first time Arrow has released Donnie Darko. Yeah. Uh, they've, they've released it in the past, and I have uh, part of it. My buddy burned me one of the discs that mm-hmm. came with it. It's fantastic. So I this is definitely something that I would look into getting. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it sounds cool. Um, and as far as I know, so it, at least a good... Portion of the stuff is is uh is new. I don't does does, does your set have that Deus Ex Machina? No, I it? just have a
1: burned disc. I just oh, have a okay, burned okay. disc from that first uh, from that first set. Oh, right There's like a documentary and like a whole bunch of other stuff on it.
0: Okay, and if those don't tickle your fancy, then you're in luck because Arrow will be releasing 1988's Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, in the most illustrious of all. Home Cinema Trappings.
1: A is it stunning laser disc release? St-
0: what, Mike? Come it- <laughs> on. Get your head out of your ass. It is of course a stunning Steelbook packaging. Mm-hmm.
2: Right?
1: I feel uh, like, I feel like for her they need to just release like a big old box set of all of the Elvira movies and if le- they're going to do it in Steelbook. book, do leather. it the, give it the Rambo treatment. No. And it's it come leather? like a What's that? It needs to be
2: leather.
0: Leather. That's fair. Yes. That's fair. All right. Next up sense. is uh, Psycho Goreman is coming to Blu-ray with the limited Hunky Boy Ultimate Edition, which will include <laughs> um, which will include Blu-ray DVD and a CD, as well as a w- bunch of extra features, including five collectible trading cards, three commentary tracks, four behind-the-scenes featurettes, interviews, exclusive Easter eggs. Which is Ooh. cool and more, and then just to that- wrap it and just to wrap it up quick here, uh, Paul W S Anderson's Monster Hunter will hit digital on February sixteenth, and will be followed by DVD, Blu Ray, and four K U- UHD on March
1: second. When do you think they're going to ever do away with Blu Ray or with uh, DVD? Rather, <sighs> I don't do you think know. these days are uh, are numbered?
0: I, I feel don't like know. I don't know
1: of anybody that goes out and buys new DVDs still.
0: I don't know, because it's still uh it's still an affordable option for people who don't want to pay thirty bucks for a Blu ray. That's true. You know what That's I mean? True. So
1: That's fair. Who knows?
0: You know? It's like I'm l- talking
1: from uh from a privileged Blu ray four K standpoint, right? <laughs> dvds, <laughs> DVDs. <laughs> who buys such scum
0: peasants of course <laughs> that's uh. going also coming from the
1: guy that still buys vhs so i'm really not sure what that says about
0: me <laughs> yeah but some of your vhs are like 50 bucks that's true that's true all
1: right uh in our last little bit of news here yeah it's funny that you brought up cloverfield earlier because we have some cloverfield news which is very cool.
0: I'm nailing those transitions tonight.
1: Just nailing them. Um, let's see. The Cloverfield franchise has been a bit of a mixed bag over the years. Um, on one hand, you have uh, a movie like 10 Cloverfield Lane that we both enjoyed very much. Uh-huh. A little good uh, claustrophobic movie there. And then you had the Cloverfield Paradox, which was <clears throat> good, but really just okay. Like, I don't know about you. I never, I didn't really think that it was anything special.
0: I don't remember it that well, but I thought it, I liked it. It took
1: place in space, I think. Yeah, uh, if I remember correctly. Partially, yeah.
0: Partially, at least, or maybe all of it. I can't
1: remember honestly. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was just okay. Like yeah. it wasn't bad. Just you know, whatever. Yeah. Um. The problem is that neither films really did much to satisfy that original Cloverfield itch right yeah the big monster the whole deal right um well thr is reporting that jj abrams's bad robots has just hired joe barton to pen a script that is a true cloverfield sequel oh nice which is very exciting um all that's known about it right now is that it will not be a found footage film um which honestly if i kind of think that it would be cool if all of the main cloverfield storylines were found footage mm-hmm. and then you can tell and shape out the rest of the universe in traditional storytelling. Right. That to me would be kind of cool. Yeah. I don't blame them at all though for not doing another found footage film because let's be honest nothing will capture the feeling that the first movie gave you. Yeah. Like, so maybe they're trying to avoid that and I completely understand it but uh, I am beyond excited for a new Cloverfield movie. Like a, a legit sequel to Cloverfield. Yeah. Yeah Very for sure. Very exciting
0: yeah, I always thought it was interesting that because uh, are there are there any other are there any other franchises where they started with a found footage and then moved into subsequent movies being just completely which uh, project? Oh, yeah. Book of Shadows. Duh. Yeah. Durr. Duh. Oh, my gosh. How could I forget that?
1: <laughs> no, there's not too many of them, though. No, there's Usually, really like, not. Like Paranormal and I, Activity, they're all found yeah. footage movies. The, and uh, I,
0: I thought it was cool. You know, I like when 10, 10 Cloverfield Lane came out and it wasn't found footage. I was like, uh-huh. well, that's interesting that they're going to yeah. depart from that when they started so strong. But 10 Cloverfield Lane was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Really but I do good. like that idea. Make like the main story. You know, like the overarching story, all found footage, and then you can kind of fill it in with, with other stuff. Mm-hmm. That's,
1: but like I said though, regular. I feel like that would probably wear out its welcome because mm. it's not going to be as the first one was so good. Right. So I don't blame them for not doing it, but um, you know, yep. whatever. Uh, anyway, that's uh, that's the news this week, James. That's the news. All right. Well, we're gonna take a break. When we get back,
0: we're uh, we're gonna talk about Jerry and all of his. <laughs> Oh Jerry! <laughs> oh Gerald! We're gonna talk about Gerald's game, not the not the movie Gerald's game. Yeah, that,
1: that's highly confusing. <laughs> highly
0: confusing. We're gonna talk about Gerald and the game that he plays, which is watching people take
1: shits. Yeah. <laughs> so and and masturbating to it.
0: <laughs> guess what? He win he wins every time. <laughs> it's almost like he's cheating.
1: We'll be right back.
0: All right.
2: Throughout this, we will see faces
0: ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic macabre, torturous images that defy description.
1: All right, James. Hey. Yes. I have, a, uh, I have a theoretical question for you.
0: I have a theoretical answer.
1: Okay. So picture this. You're in the shower washing your hair.
0: Okay. okay. I, like, I like where this is going. <laughs> yeah. Because in this scenario, I have hair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. I take it back. I take it back. You're in the shower massaging your bald scalp with no. uh, whatever... Whatever product you think is going to make you grow more hair, okay? <laughs> okay. You know, you're um you're doing your thing or whatever. You, uh, you're uh you scrubbing the back or whatever, washing the butt and all that, right? And then you look. You look into the shower head.
0: What am I scrubbing my back with that has this long handle that you were just using? What is this? You don't you ever
1: have one of those back washers with <laughs> no. the, uh, the sponge? It's no. like a back scratcher, but there's like a sponge on the end. You wash your back.
0: No, I'm not a 72-year-old yeah. man. <laughs> Why not? I don't have a it's back like, scrubber. Like,
1: it's it's like the partner to uh, soap on a rope. Keep you know, keep that on the, the scratcher and the soap on a rope next to each other.
0: Bro, just, I just me? I just hold on to my soap. <laughs> <laughs> I just hold it.
1: I don't need a rope. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I have short arms, all right? I can't reach back there. Aww. Um okay, so so you're doing all this though, right? You're taking care of your bits. And then <laughs> yeah. you look you you look into the shower head. Yeah. And you just see a lens mm-hmm. staring back at you. Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> I, Give uh, him a show or scream.
0: I I stop doing the thing that Buffalo Bill does in, in <laughs> Silence of the Lambs.
1: Is he immediately doing that all the time?
0: <laughs> it's because when you're in a shower, you want to pretend you're a lady, right? So you, so yeah, you course, tuck course. everything back, and you're you gotta, like, oh, you
1: wash your nuts from the back.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, it's called the goat would, wash. You just that want- would
1: be the best blackmail ever, though. <laughs> really would be (laughs) anyway though that is what these movies are about basically if you've ever had like any kind of a strong interest in joining the voyeuristic community you can save yourself a lot of jail time by just watching these two movies yeah they kind of scratch that itch if you're a weird perverted person they do a really (sighs) good job of actually making you feel like you're watching people
0: uh, it, they scratch that itch, except for you. Also, have to watch it from the point of view of a fucking disgusting trout mouth human being.
1: <laughs> it's it's funny you say trout mouth. <laughs> he absolutely had a fucking fish mouth. He <laughs> can't like he it's disgusting.
0: He um, I have no doubt that uh, I keep Neville Archambault. That's quite a okay. name. I have no doubt that in real life he's probably a lovely human being, but he. Is very good at playing somebody who is just grotesque, <laughs> like just
1: very good,
0: just like gives you just skews you out. Man,
1: you you Ugh. actually do believe that he is that person. Oh, yeah, like there, it's almost like there's no acting involved, right? Which is disturbing, yeah, uh, on a lot of levels. <laughs> um, so yeah, he is the main uh, antagonist in both these movies. Saw so 13 cameras from 2015 and then its sequel, 14 cameras from 2018
0: um and apparently a 15 cameras three i'll see that when point. i believe it
1: yeah i'll see that i'll believe that when i see it yeah um, it's imdb <laughs> logic i'll see that not i'll happen.
0: see that when i believe it i like that logic better <laughs> <laughs> i'll,
1: I'll believe that i believe when <laughs> i see it um so 13 cameras from 2015 directed by victor Zarkov. would it shock you to know that this man has done literally nothing else in the movie industry Oh, um this is the only thing
0: which literally tells me Well, that's not true. He wrote 14 cameras.
1: Okay, sorry.
0: So he's done This two this things. tells
1: me though, this guy made a movie about being a voyeur because he was too afraid to do it in real life. He was That's what this tells
0: me. He was trying to get his life story out on on film. Very very
1: very well could be. <laughs> creepy right and, the, so, and like
0: um, it's like hiding in plain sight like what do you want to do if you what do you do if you want to cover up your proclivities you you put them out there right mm-hmm. you hide in it's plain like sight. God, oh.
1: <laughs> god dude
2: <laughs> what i'm just saying yeah, yeah, you, don't, yeah, yeah. You, don't, you don't
1: think that guy worked through some shit on film and yeah. then only i mean for, cre- clearly it didn't sure help didn't. but um, let's see here uh, so for 13 cameras a newlywed couple move into a new house across the country uh, only to find out that their marital issues are the least of their problems unbeknownst to them their grim and levacious landlord no lascivious has, lascivious there I like better makes them sound sexy uh, <laughs> lascivious landlord has been spying on them from day one these movies are weird they're uh, I have a lot of notes on these movies there's a <laughs> lot to cover with these two movies uh-huh. That being said, both movies had their fair share of problems. And I wish that they would have just taken both movies, smashed them into one, Mm -hmm. and just used the good parts from both movies that would have made one better movie, in my opinion.
0: Um, (laughs) And then you wouldn't have had to sit through three hours of this creep.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A creep who, by the way... (laughs) looks exactly oh god <laughs> looks exactly like some people we knows dad
0: uh it is true after you pointed Very it out true. it's like i love this person in question <laughs> with all of my heart so like i i agree I, it's like i didn't i didn't see it at first and once you said it i didn't want to believe it but oh yeah 100% dude yeah. it's it's so it, it's, weird
1: it's it's a spitting image literally
2: <laughs> it's, so it's disgusting <laughs>
0: oh man and you even, never <laughs> and you even told the children of this person and they thought they thought that you were right oh on. yeah oh
1: yeah 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 she agreed
0: 100% yeah so uh
1: <laughs> anyway though yeah so neville neville arch archambault
0: arch, archambault
1: Archambault. Uh, he plays Gerald. He is the creep in question. Sounds
0: um, sounds like a sounds like a dude that would have been uh, born in somewhere that is not here, right? Neville Switzerland. Neville no, Neville Archimbald. That sounds English, doesn't it? Like super English.
1: Um He's got dual citizenship. I think in, he's oh yeah, in he's American New Zealand
0: and New Zealand. Oh. I don't
1: know what that means, but um this guy was this guy like a power lifter in a past life or something like that. I he I think,
0: I think he was a bodyguard or a, a bouncer shitty, or something like that. As
1: shitty as his body is, he does have a very shitty <laughs> body. He looks like somebody that was probably jacked to the gills when he was young.
0: So if you look at his it, yeah, if you look at like especially his IMDb uh, like profile
1: photo, he's a lot younger in it. You can tell
0: he is hulked out yeah he's, he's yeah huge. you see
1: him you see him like like within like short shorts and no shirt a lot in this movie not at the same time but you know uh in this movie and he looks it almost looks like he like he's, can't walk right or something
0: he, well i think he was playing that up because he was oh, I'm sure he was playing but like, a, like an old man
1: but he also looks like scrawny but also has big muscles still. It's really it's, weird.
0: It's weird, and I, I don't mean this in an offensive way whatsoever. It's literally how he's built. He he's built like a silverback gorilla. He is. He's got no, super you're right. he's got you're super right. long, really muscular arms. His back is very, very wide, and he's got uh-huh. kind of that V shape to his back. And 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 then his he's got kind of you're like when you see a guy who... Uh, is ripped but also has like sort of a belly so he's yep. still got like yep. a six pack on the front of his beer gut it's yep. it's so weird <laughs> he's it's, it's and he's like he's got like he's got like sneaky muscles you know like yeah. when you when you first see him in the movie you just think he's this frail old man and then it's and then at some point like he takes his shirt off to go in the pool or something and you see his arms and you're like holy
1: fuck like he's, is, he's got he's muscles. Jack. Yeah, it's really weird. He's like a he's like a jacked senior citizen. You just don't expect <clears> it. <throat> so like it's, it's really bizarre.
0: And he's per it's the perfect casting for this movie because I have a theory about people who live alone who are very muscular, and it's that they're serial killers.
1: Oh, it, that makes perfect sense.
0: There, I I've never I've never seen a person who lives by themselves, especially a middle aged man, a middle aged man who lives by himself. And is super fit, is 100% a serial killer every time. (laughs) And those are scientific Have you met a lot of these people in your life? There was a dude, when when Aaron and I, uh, after you had moved out of the harbors, and when Aaron and I lived in the harbors uh, together, there was a dude who lived in the building next to us, and all he did was lift weights all of the time. Like, he would pull Mm -hmm. up, he drove this little, like, S10 or something, and... He always had weights in the back of it, and he would—I don't know where he was taking these weights. It's like he would take them everywhere he went, and then he would get out of the truck, carry the the weight park,
2: dude, carry
0: carry the weights (laughs) up to up to his apartment, and then the next day he'd bring the weights back down to the truck and go somewhere. But he always wore like all year long, except for like the dead of winter. He would finally wear wear pants, but he would wear cut off jean shorts and combat boots. Everywhere yeah, he...
1: Well, that that that's all I need to know, that he's a serial killer. Dude. That, I'm, that
0: look. <laughs> I'm telling you, every time Aaron and I saw this guy, we're like, oh my God, that guy has killed at least 10 hookers in his life. There's no doubt about it. Probably. <laughs> Probably. So anyway, guys who... Um, middle-aged men who live yeah. alone and are super fit, definitely ser- serial killers. It's just how it so- is. So...
1: One of my—I'm not going to go through this movie the way that we normally do because there's so much that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. But it's basically about this this new couple. They—they're uh, looking for a new uh, a new house to move into. They're having marital issues, very obviously. You come to find not out, a, yeah,
0: not a new couple. They've been together for yeah, they've quite been a together time, for a while. But they're moving uh, into a new house.
1: Uh, so that's Ryan and Claire. Mm-hmm. Those are the two the couple. Uh, Claire is pregnant
0: mm-hmm.
1: at this point, point. Um, and Ryan is a cock. The biggest piece of shit dirtbag husband that, and this is, I actually had a problem with his character a little bit. Um, and it's in the writing, not, not necessarily in his character, but in the way the movie is, is written and presented. Uh-huh. Um, he is, he ends up cheating on Claire with his new assistant, Hannah, who is, she's a babe.
0: She's a babe. To be honest. So is Claire. But again though, Claire, Claire, Claire's, Claire's a babe too. Claire is so. also a babe.
1: Um, and yeah, so there's a couple of friends that come by or whatever, but uh Gerald, the resident creeper, has installed video cameras 13 throughout of them. the entire house.
0: Thir- 13 of them, I said. 13 of them, 13. Hence Excuse. the name.
1: H- hence the name. Um and he basically has like a compound at his his house that he watches all these cameras from. And at first I I had a I I had like a roller coaster of emotions of how, how I felt about Gerald because I had this theory that because he's such a weird oddball character,
2: mm-hmm.
1: part of me almost wondered if he's he's very obviously not all there. Like there's obviously there's something cognitively wrong with this guy. Like just mental or mag- mentally wrong with him, right? There has to be. Yeah. And part of me was wondering if if this is gonna be a case of a guy that knows enough that he's lonely and this is the only way that he can feel close to other human beings. Mm-hmm. Right. And I thought that maybe there was going to be a story cause that was kind of like ends up being a little bit sad where he doesn't mean to be the person that he is, but it's the only way that he knows how to connect with anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Is this weird, creepy fucked up way. Yeah. Um, and then came the scene where he's zipping up his pants and there's tissues all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay. Well, that kind of blows that theory to shit. Like, half a, kept, like but, half
0: a box of tissues. I'm like, Jerry, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, but but then I kind of, throughout the second movie as well, kind of came back to that. And I'm almost wondering if there's not a little bit of that mm. in, in his character. Um, that he uh. literally just doesn't know how to... Be a person, like he doesn't know how to do anything, and so even though he's he's creepy and he does all these horrendous things, does it come from a place that in his brain is innocent enough? Uh,
2: I, don't, I don't
1: know, that, I, don't, I don't know that it is. I'm just wondering if there's something there, you know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm completely don't, off base, yeah.
0: I don't know. I like you said, there if it had been played. Slightly differently, there could be like a, there could be a, a, a semblance of, uh, you know, a sympathetic character. Yeah. But they just they take it over the top too much that all sympathy for leaves. You know. It's, you're right.
1: You're right. Um, um, it's just yeah. I don't it's know. It's just
0: I, too much, and I I don't know. Like, it's hard to tell because, like you said, it's. Is it is it him just like being completely um, disconnected? Disconnected or or is he just that terrible of a person? And they never really they don't give you enough to really make a decision either way.
1: They don't. So that this leads to one of my bigger critiques about this first movie. <clears throat> I ended up hating Ryan the husband more than I hated Gerald. My first like, they they didn't they didn't really give you enough to know about Gerald to really hate him outside of the fact that he's just a sleazebag, mm-hmm. right? But I honestly felt like Ryan was the bigger piece of shit than Gerald was because of what he did to this this his poor
2: wife.
0: My first note that I took for this entire movie 12 minutes in and the creepy landlord is already a better dude than the husband.
2: Yes. Exactly.
1: Exactly. The husband is
0: such, Ryan is such a cock. Like he's, he's before you even find out that he's cheating on his wife, he's already acting like a total douche to her. Uh And then you find out he's cheating on her Uh with his, with his little babe assistant. And he's so brazen about it too. Like,
1: He's absolutely brilliant like, about it.
0: Like she comes over, they bang in the kitchen, they're taking a shower together. My I was I was so anxious watching I w- I was more anxious in this first movie watching him lie to his wife than I was watching uh Gerald watch them on the cameras.
1: Hundred percent. Hundred percent. It was like when he when he brought when he brought Hannah back to his own house and like slept with her in like him and his wife's bed or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe that says something about us as middle as, as approaching middle-aged men. <laughs> <to> We're like, who <laughs> That's the shit we care about these yeah. days. But like, you know, it's like, it, he was such a shit bag though. It's like, I don't even care what Gerald's doing. And that's sort of to a fault though, because you're supposed to care about what Gerald's doing. You're supposed to hate him. He's supposed to be the worst guy in the movie. And they almost painted Ryan's character too bad because it kind of took away from Gerald's All right.
0: character. Alright well going back to what you were saying I don't necessarily think that Gerald is supposed to be the worst guy in the movie Ryan he is, is because of the things that he does uh, the because the things that he does I would even say are sociopathic, and, and sociopathic. And like his and awful, but... his uh, his gut instinct to just lie about everything even when even when he's been found out you know what I mean? Yeah like when she finally finds out that he's cheating on her he still continues to lie throughout the entire thing and and everything is all about his own self-preservation um i definitely is- think that they made this out because <clears throat> there's even there's even at points and like i said it gerald is a, t- a totally non-redeemable character <laughs> like he's yeah. a he's a terrible person but there's he doesn't kill people unless he has to, which is
1: yeah. He's not a murderer. He, he's well, not he intentionally. Is a mur- a he is a murderer. Well, he <clears throat> is, but he's not like intentionally. He doesn't set out to murder people. Only he only murders finds... people
0: when he thinks that it's going to mess up what he's got going on.
1: Yeah, it's, it's self-preservation basically. So um,
0: in that way, him and Ryan are the exact same person.
1: Yeah, I guess to a certain degree. Yeah, and maybe that was the idea is to draw parallels between yeah what they're doing. Right. You know. Um, <clears throat> One of the things that I thought was extremely odd is that when Gerald takes hostages, right, or kidnaps people, mm-hmm. uh, which which he does, I a lot of a lot of what didn't make sense about this movie that I had a hard time wrapping my head around. Is that Gerald, there was no sense of urgency for Gerald when he would go back to the house yeah. to fiddle with cameras or to renovate the basement for holding another human being in a house that somebody else lives in? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense.
0: That he only soundproofed with like a couple cushions on the door.
1: Yeah it it, it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. And so there's a lot of stuff like that in this movie that it's like it's sort of. It didn't take me out of the movie by any stretch, but it was like you're kind of dumbfounded by the decisions that these people are making. Like, no, even, even the, the craziest sociopath would not make these, these mistakes in real life, right? Well, they wouldn't act like that in real life.
0: I actually think that served... <clears throat> I think it served the movie in, uh, in the form of tension building a little more because watching him just kind of meander around the house and have no sense of urgency made me think the entire time oh god somebody's gonna walk in and see him oh no somebody's gonna walk in well, like, he's gonna have to kill him and then you know
1: but there it's not even just him being there though there's one time where he's working on the basement and he has a boom box that's just playing loud music next to him <laughs> yeah. like somebody could come home at any point in time you but wouldn't he, hear it like, but
0: he also but he also was watching them on the cameras when they said she said she was gonna be gone all day because she had her mommy potluck and she had stuff to do in the city and obviously he was gonna be gone all day because he's going to work and then he's banging his assistant afterwards.
1: Yeah, so. I guess I guess though, I don't know, it just it just seems like if you're gonna be doing that kind of stuff, there would be a sense of get in, get out, minimize the, the risk, right? Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't care, just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And then like I said, the whole idea of why would you store a kidnapped human being in the basement of a house where other people like it just <laughs> it doesn't make any sense and there's no explanation to it. There is no explanation to that or Gerald's character at all, which that doesn't bother me as much as as the person in the house thing.
0: My guess is my guess is the the holding cell in the basement was originally intended for uh Claire. Because he built it before Hannah ever even showed up at the house. So I think Claire Did you know? I think yeah yeah, he didn't. I he, think that he, he
1: knew about Hannah though. But I don't Because he had listened to all the conversations and everything else. But
0: when she showed up at the house that night alone after they went out to dinner, uh-huh. uh he got up in a panic and went to the house to go get her, you know what I mean? True. I don't think that he intended originally to put Hannah down there. I think that he you, probably intended to put Claire down there.
1: And going back to what I was saying before about how You know, he becomes attached to these people and like Mm -hmm. he feels close closer to them by doing what he's doing. Mm -hmm. There's a part of me that almost thought too, did he kidnap and take out Hannah because Hannah was a threat to that couple? Like it's almost like he it's almost like he was doing it because like he was taking care of them in a weird kind of way.
0: Because he did seem offended by the fact that Ryan was cheating on Claire. Exactly. This is
1: where my mind this is why my mind kept going back to like does he feel connected to these people? In some and then the most fucked up sociopathic kind of way. Yeah, i mean much
0: much like well, I mean much like the way people get attached to TV characters. You sure. know, sure. Like there's people like uh, I'm trying to think of a, a like I can't really use Game of Thrones because everybody dies in that show. Let's take uh, Grey's Anatomy, right? Sure. Uh, Patrick 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 Dempsey De- Dempsey Patrick Dempsey. Derek, that? Derek Gray, <laughs> everybody, he was, he was the guy, right? He was the main, aside from, aside from his, uh, 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 Meredith Gray. Sorry. Yes. I know all about Grey's Anatomy because <laughs> I, I watch it with my wife. <laughs> uh, but aside from that, when he dies on the show, people literally cried for days, sure, right? Sure. For, for Gerald, this is his, this is his t- tell of it. like this is what he sits and he does. This is his pastime. He sits and he watches all of these people. He live, gets connected live their them. lives, and he gets connected to them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I definitely picked up on that. He seemed offended when he found out that Ryan was cheating on, on Claire. Yeah, so uh, it really
1: did though. It almost felt like he thought, this, here's a person that I can take for, <laughs> for mine. Like she doesn't belong in this picture. I can take her out of it, keep her in the basement. Because he does he does also kind of seem like he's trying to build a relationship with her. He brings up, he brings down a dress that he steals from Claire's closet at one uh-huh. point in time and like tries to like weirdly take care of her in a weird way. Like it's it's really, really, really bizarre, and it only makes sense if you're a crazy person. But there's weird right. intent behind it that doesn't always seem malicious for as bad as it is like it's 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 just bizarre it's a really interestingly bizarre character yeah um i'm actually thinking that i'm liking this movie more than i'm talking about it now
0: isn't that what happens a lot of times with it us it does <laughs> yeah yeah like
1: but i turned it off and i go i'm never going to watch this movie again it's not that i disliked it i just never have a reason to watch it again and now it's like i almost want to <clears> rewatch <throat> it and like study the characters more it's a tu- in, in it, a weird way it's
0: kind of a tough watch just because like like I said, uh, Gerald is just so grotesque. There's the there's the parts, like uh, everything that we're talking about is the interactions between characters and like how he views uh-huh. them through the screens and stuff. But the parts where he's in the house by himself, the shit
1: that he does is just like, just like
0: <laughs> I'm like oh so god. So he's
1: got he's got Hannah tied up in the basement and she's got basically a bucket to shit in. And he comes upstairs and just dumps the shitty bucket into their, into the their kitchen, kitchen sink. <laughs> it's so disgusting. <laughs> and the the first time that he was in the bathroom and he just like puts their toothbrush, oh, the toothbrush. in his Brush. mouth. Dude, that that got a physical reaction out of me. I was like, Oh dude. Oh, oh God. I the, the problem. Every
0: time he was on screen, every single time he was on screen, my face was this.
1: Yeah, just, yeah, because like literally everything he does is just gross. Just like oh, God, oh.
0: even the way he breathes is just, uh, you know, just. Uh, did you did you
1: oh find God. yourself hearing disgusting grunty sound effects coming from him, even though he wasn't making any sounds? Yeah, it was like this the looks on his face I associated yeah. with just uh. <laughs> gross grunting and stuff. And
0: like I said, the <laughs> fact that he, he had trout mouth, like he he just his mouth is open for the entire movie and he's got like these big his teeth are actually very white which is mm-hmm. for some reason i know that oral hygiene is a is a plus in most in most like most of the time but the fact that he has these huge white teeth is somehow like even more disconcerting <laughs> uh it's yeah. just, he's just a, he's, he's just gross. And they, and they talk about like the way he smells and stuff like that. So they it's smells o- like shite. Yeah. He, they say he smells like a dirty diaper. And then did you notice that in both movies, characters said something about rotting mayonnaise?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: So like you just, I personally
1: like that smell. You, <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> you just, um. you just
0: picture <laughs> it like, and then, and then both of the, in both movies, he takes somebody's toothbrush and puts it in his mouth. Yeah. And then later that but that person the, brushes their teeth with with that toothbrush and they say that it tastes like shit. So it's not like...
1: Not to... Sorry, I mean, didn't mean to cut you off. No, go no, ahead. go on. go on, Finish it up.
0: It's just the idea that just having a toothbrush in his mouth and then putting it back in the cup makes the toothbrush taste like literal, literal shit. That's like so disgusting.
1: So, not to jump ahead to the second movie already, but when they did the toothbrush gag again in the second movie, I was just like, eh, it doesn't get a reaction out of me because we just saw that. They're like they're using the same kind of gag. Oh, it totally in, got a reaction in the I second. Mean. Yeah, the second one. Yeah, didn't but do he's for but me.
0: that's his thing. Like that's what he does. You know.
1: The, in the second movie later on, he does another move where he starts sucking on the toothbrush. That one was worse that than was... just touching it to his tongue. I guess, but that
0: was the only that was the only one in the second movie.
1: No, he did it because he did it to the uh, people in the very beginning, and then he did it to the girls in the house.
0: The one in the very beginning is the one where he's sucking on it. Is it the one? Okay, and he's well, like, regardless,
1: uh, uh. regardless, and um, then
0: no, but he doesn't. You you don't actually see him do it to the other one. He just sees oh, okay, He okay. sees the toothbrush, and you know he's gonna do it.
1: So you okay? Maybe I'm filling the blanks in in my head then. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I don't know. Like the um. A lot of the people in these movies too. So you have, you have Hannah that's down in the basement. Um, she's screwed to like she's got her hands bound with a chain, mm-hmm. but she's just screwed to a two by four. I feel like he doesn't exactly know how to restrain people very well, because in both this movie and the second movie, I feel like anybody could sort of get out of those situations. Not with not with ease, but not. Mm, very difficult in the second
0: movie he's got those girls down a bunker and they're handcuffed to a concrete and the one, wall
2: and the,
1: one, and the one girl who was down there the, the fresh girl the first time that the she gets an opportunity <laughs> the first time she gets an opportunity she practically gets away like it wasn't he's an old man like any any young younger woman who's scrappy could beat the shit out of any old man <laughs> Let's be honest. It wouldn't take that
0: much. She practically gets away, but she doesn't get away.
1: Well, I also think that he is freakishly superhuman for his advanced age in both movies. (laughs) Well, I
0: mean, I mean, as we were talking about earlier, look at the look at the musculature on the guy. He's he's jacked. Like nobody's. He might be. I guess.
1: He might look... The way that he was like walking around though too like for the for the body type that they were giving off that he had he looked like hunched over and like sort of frail even though he had muscles it didn't look like his muscles really were helping his body much anymore like I feel like all you gotta do is hit the guy in the fucking leg with a <laughs> with a twig and he'd probably go down like that's how he looks so it's like I I don't believe for a second that like a a young woman healthy woman could not overpower this guy or at least enough to to run and get away.
0: They never really. I don't, I don't
1: really buy that.
0: They never really... That girl stabs him with a shiv. And, and they never go... They never we're, getting go a, to, we're getting ahead of ourselves yeah, in yeah. the second movie. Here. Yeah, we'll come so back let's, to it. Yeah, let's, uh, let's wrap important up the things, first one here.
1: Yeah, important things to mention though, about the first movie here is that uh, he does end up kidnapping Claire at the yes. end of the movie. Yeah. And Claire is pregnant. That's, yep. a, that's important to remember because at the very, very last scene of the first movie, there's a baby in his front seat. And he's uh, driving away. It is the most upbeat downer ending I've ever seen to a movie. (laughs) Like it's actually like a happy ending. Like it feels happy, even though it's the worst fucking thing in the world that's happened.
0: Except for the last thing you see is watching. You see him eat a French fry, which eating a French fry is one of the best things that life has to offer. But somehow he still makes it disgusting. (laughs) Yeah. Because yeah. he, he gets in the van and you hear the baby coo and the and then he goes, Quiet down, Junior, and he smiles and he grabs some French fries out of a bag and stuffs them into his gross mouth and it's like, Oh god.
1: One I'm not there, eating French any,
0: fries for at least a week.
1: Are there any specific um scenes or things in this movie though, before we move on that you wanted to point out? Like um, anything, any anything that really got you? Anything that uh, just
0: like one thing that really skeeved me out was uh their their
1: toilet is clogged. This is the exact scene that I was going to mention. Yeah, I know exactly what you're going to their say. Their
0: toilet is clogged, and he says that he can come fix it the next day. And Claire says, can you come before 8, 8 a.m., because she knows that Ryan will still be home. And he says, 11. And that's when Ryan's going to be gone. So she's in the house alone with him. He fixes the toilet and then he walks out into the hallway where she is and kind of backs her into a wall. Uh-huh. And he and he just says, "Oh, they just kind of like look at each other creepily." Very for, awkwardly. Yeah, and then he says, "Boy or girl?" And sh- she says, "Oh, I don't know yet." And then he just like reaches out and fondles. He her, like
1: lunges his arm out and starts like, touching her belly.
0: Fondles her belly and then he goes. I
1: jumped at that point. I was just like, "Oh God, no!" <laughs> like, goes, like I am not a girl. parent. I'm not a parent. I'm not uh, in that mindset whatsoever, but even I was so grossed out by that. Like <laughs> unfortunately, it was just such a weird. Saying. Unfortunately,
0: that's like a super real thing that women have to deal with when they're pregnant is just people thinking that they can touch their belly all the time. Like, like, like there's boundaries, you know? <laughs> like, sure. Absolutely. Ask me if you can touch my belly, but it's just it like all sense of boundaries are 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 gone when when there's a a pregnant belly to touch. Mm-hmm. Everybody just walks up and they're like, "Oh." Belly. And That's then why... when and then when you have this creeper just kind of uh, like yeah, reaching it, out and just... grabbing it with his weird looking I, he's got to have he has I he's got to have arthritis or something in real, like really Maybe. bad arthritis. Did you notice the way his hands were shaped in this movie? That could that like the I mean,
1: his whole body was like that though, dude.
0: His his knuckles are all really uh like like bulb- bulbous around each mm-hmm. joint and stuff like that. And, yeah. But it's gross. uh <laughs>
2: I yeah, feel I don't know. I feel I,
0: bad saying it's gross because that's how his actual hands look like <laughs> look in real <laughs> life. But um
1: Hey, some some dudes have gross hands. What do you want? Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, no, that scene absolutely skeeved me out. Like yeah. I again, physical reaction when that scene happened. Um, that is probably the biggest one for me. Um, yeah there was um, a couple other characters just real quick. Uh, they had a couple friends that like were sort of uh, around and in on it like they, they, when they found out that Ryan was cheating on Claire um, their their couple friend um, Paul and Audrey uh, Audrey comes over and tells her I have to tell you something you know yada yada Ryan is cheating on you whatever and then Paul finds out first. Ryan actually tells him that I've been seeing somebody else and this and that. Uh, It's just interesting to point out here. When Ryan... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say the guy that plays Paul, uh, this guy named Jim Cummings, Mm -hmm. he is the writer and director of a movie that we just did on the YouTube show called The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Oh. He went on to uh, do bigger stuff and probably a guy you're going to see a lot more of. That's right. But uh, yeah, he was in this random small creepy indie movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool.
0: Um when he when he first when Ryan tells Paul that he's cheating on Claire uh I I somehow I knew Paul was going to say this exact line. He says, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And I think I I decided that's that's my favorite question in the English language. <laughs> "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like it always sounds good no matter what application but and, it, it's just it's, like uh, why like why would you it's it's it, it is it is the best question for that situation in all regards are you fucking kidding me because dude you're married your wife is pregnant she's awesome yeah. uh she's beautiful and are you fucking kidding me because why are you telling me this right now yeah because that puts
1: you in the worst possible po- well, like if you did that to me, if you did that to me friendship over yeah he even <laughs> like, he even sat on the phone to him he goes uh because because uh uh paul ends up having to go over and like check on something he goes he goes this isn't fair to put your wife in this position and quite frankly it's not fair to put me in this position yeah and i'm done yeah like, he says that exact thing and he's uh, he's 100 percent correct uh-huh. um and yeah dude like claire is perfect there's nothing wrong with claire
0: she's great like, <laughs> she's great, great in,
1: in every way shape or form which makes me hate ryan that much more
0: yeah As a character, he he is the most unlikable, the most unlikable character in this movie. And that's (laughs) despite the fact that there's a creepy weirdo (laughs) watching everybody on cameras and murdering some people.
1: Yeah. Ryan is still
0: the bigger douchebag.
1: Yeah. Okay, so moving on now to 14 but he does get cameras. His, he
0: does get his face completely caved in by the end of the movie. So
1: he, he does. That's a good, good come open. Yikes. Um so moving on to fourteen cameras, the most um the most creative name they could have possibly come up with for a sequel. Yeah, they really switched um, it up. They really did. Uh <laughs> this is uh this came out in twenty eighteen, uh directed by two other guys that weren't uh that Zarkoff. aren't Zarkov, yeah, I don't actually have their names in front of me, but who cares? Seth, they don't matter.
0: Seth Fuller and Scott Husian. Heus-
1: yeah, sure, they don't matter. Um oh, well, so, so here the synopsis nice. here is that when a family of five rent a beautiful house for their summer vacation, the price seems too good to be true. Um, that's because it is. Um, once again, uh, Neville Archambault. This back is Gerald. Um, you have Claire is back because like I said, when we left the first movie, Claire was kidnapped, uh, had given birth at this point or whatever. Um, I'm really happy they brought her character back. That was one of the things about this movie that I liked. That they continued that story and then yeah. actually worked it into the new story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you have, uh, Lori and Arthur, the mom and dad of the family. You have Kyle, who is the brother, uh, Molly, the sister, and then Molly brought her friend, Danielle, to join the party, basically, which Danielle is the weirdest character I think in this movie. Nothing that she like, nothing that she does. Weirder than seems... Gerald, huh? Yeah, kinda. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> no, not 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 weirder than Gerald, but like she, I just didn't like her character at all. I thought her character was. Oh really? Nah, I thought she was just kind of bitchy and kind of really, um, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Super disrespectful. To being somebody that went with the family on vacation, the shit that she was doing it was just like really disrespectful. Really? Yeah, I don't know.
0: I didn't you get call that me crazy. At all. Yeah,
1: whatever. Didn't you um, ever?
0: I she was acting like a best friend as far as like I I don't know when you're when you when when I was growing up and I went somewhere with with Greg like I just treated his parents like my parents. You know what I mean? Were you
1: trying to bang Greg's sister though? On occasion, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, never mind. Null and void. Um, yeah. So this movie, I I told you earlier today. I'm like I'm halfway through the movie, and I don't know why this movie needed to be made because the first half of the movie, it's literally just a retreading of the first movie. It's just Gerald has another house that he has all these cameras in. And another family moves in, and he's just grunting away, watching, jerking off on these cameras, sneaking back into the house and making tweaks and this and that or whatever. And it's the same fucking movie for the most well, part.
0: Well, there's some other things that are going Like, you, you now, uh, uh, whereas in the first movie, what you understood was he was the landlord of just that single house. Yeah. You now pick up the vibe that he's come to... Uh, He's come to own several uh properties, and now he's part of something that would be similar to like uh um Airbnb Basically, where he's yeah. where he's renting out these properties so it's different you get different in- information in that regard you know what but I mean the
1: but the way the movie was moving though it was just, it was a lot of the same that was all I'm saying but it wasn't yeah. until about the half I mean you got
0: to set up the story sort
1: of we, the, the story was set up in the first movie, though. This is a sequel. You don't need to set that stuff up the same way that you would in a first movie. Um, but then when you get to the halfway point, everything starts to change. Because not only do you realize that the house is rigged up not just for his pleasure, but he's actually live streaming this basically on the black mar- on the black web. The dark, dark web, yeah. Um, and, and so other people are watching this now. People are saying, hey, go steal her panties and I'll pay you $5,000. I need to get into the used panty business because <laughs> for five thousand dollars, <laughs> I can make a killing is all I, I'm saying.
0: I was uh, one of the one of the dudes in my leather group, our uh, like our leather chat group on on Instagram said that he knows a girl who makes a living. One of his friends, one of his good friends, she makes a living selling her used socks. So fucking. All dear. she does is wear socks for a few days and then sells them for a mint is she on selling the internet a new guy named Gerald.
1: Maybe because <laughs> I feel like that's the kind of person that would buy that. <laughs>
2: Maybe. Um,
1: so not only do you do is there that that part of the storyline, but then you come to realize that Claire is still in the picture. Mm-hmm. She is now being basically held prisoner, and she and she has.
0: Okay, so this. What's was... the
1: how much time has passed? Because. The passing would, of time doesn't I make would, sense. For this I would
0: movie. say that that kid is so the there's a kid like he's in this
1: fourteen.
0: Mor- I would say he was probably twelve. Okay, uh, fine, two years. But, he, but even still, um,
1: twelve years did not pass by.
0: Twelve years did not pass by. She's not Gerald been down looks, in that bunker for twelve years. There's no way. She looks identical. Right. Um, he,
1: Gerald looks identical.
0: I mean, she doesn't look identical. She definitely yeah, she looks. Does. Yeah, she does.
1: Are you you looking at the IMDb right now? No. I'm I'm remembering what her character looked like from the two movies.
0: I'm saying open up the IMDb for 14 cameras, and you'll see right next to the poster, you'll see the trailer with a picture of her face. She does not look identical to the first movie.
1: She does not look 12 years older, is what I'm saying.
0: She does look... Well, neither does he.
1: Dude, there's only three years in between the making of these movies
0: is there a chance that that's not actually her kid
1: i mean and i, I call, suppose i mean he calls him junior, i suppose though. there's a chance but it, you know whose kid that is
0: that kid looked like a young uh cory hame
1: a little bit i can see that like
0: uh cory Haim from what movie what movie was he super young in I just I watched know, it recently. Funny. There's a movie where he's super young and he wears glasses and he looked just like this kid. No idea. I can't think of what it is. Not but, all uh, of my
1: Corey Haim movies. Come on, but, man. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. I just think that the, that the idea that that much time had passed was very unrealistic to what was going on in the story. Like, it just didn't fit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, And that was a little bit distracting, to be honest well, with you. Well, and me.
0: also because there was no, there was no, uh, like, if you go back to 13 cameras and you think of just style like you know the clothing style the cars that they were driving stuff like that those mm-hmm. weren't cuz if you if you think about this one if you think about 14 cameras taking place maybe in current time right that would have put so 2018 that would have put um that would have put uh 13 cameras back in like 2004
1: yeah th- things, things changed things like, would have been things th- yeah. would
0: have been noticeably different even just from that was. time yeah
1: yeah and literally nothing was yeah um yeah the, and also with the kid junior there's no backstory to his character whatsoever like i, I it was like he's just there watching cartoons for the, the first three or four times that you actually see him mm-hmm. and then suddenly when his character starts to progress it's like but where did this come from you never saw him react even To Gerald at all outside of like a couple of words. Like what's their dynamic? What's their relationship? Like what's who is Gerald to him? Who does he think he is? Like they don't really fill you in on anything. And I thought that was a bit of a missed opportunity. And and I it's just like the characters develop out of nowhere. Like there's no there's really no starting point. It's just like once that character is the focal point, it's like they just kind of bum rush them into a main part of the story. Yeah.
2: I mean, you which can kind of bit... you
0: can kind of fill some of that in. Obviously, he raised him as his own, so it's maybe understood that he thinks how, it's his dad. But how
1: but... is how is that kid skinny as a rail, and how is Claire still in pretty good physical condition, being kept underground for twelve years, when all he feeds them are fast food cheeseburgers?
0: Well, he probably only feeds them like once every two or three days.
1: I, fair enough, I suppose. That's a, you'd good, be way to, dead it's a good way be, to keep trim. But you'd be dead if you ate like a cheeseburger every couple of days, and no, that's you it. No, you I'm wouldn't. pretty sure you would be. You'd be so malnourished. Dude, you'd be you can, so incredibly malnourished. You can live for like you can live for like two weeks without food as long as you have water. And after twelve years of dude, fucking, what was that Super Size Me movie? The guy did it for like sixty days, and he gained. That's if you ate it every single day. If you, I, I think I th- that your, I think that your medical, uh, your medical outlook on this is a bit wrong.
0: <laughs> I'm not saying that it's healthy to eat burgers only and only burgers, but if you if you were given water to drink all the time, and then you were given a cheeseburger to eat every two days, absolutely. You would live.
1: That I don't. You'd be so malnourished because you're not getting anything that you need for twelve years. I can see you this being well, she, fine for. She looked a malnourished. Year. She looked like shit. What are you talking about? She didn't look near as bad as you would expect her to look, though, not by a long shot. Well, not, we also not, after, not not after that long time. Well, no, way. we
0: also didn't see everything, you know, like you see her give him a, a given, giving her a burger every once in a while, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's all he was feeding her.
1: It's the only food they highlighted throughout two movies. I'm pretty sure it was the only thing he was feeding her. Yeah. There, there was a theme there.
0: <laughs> you, think that, you think the people at the fast food joint, because he went to the same fast food joint all the time, you uh-huh. think that they would get a little suspicious that this guy is... Showing up hey, everything. Or Custom they would get customer. more suspicious if he didn't show up. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. You've heard about but, people um, who uh, are have their lives saved by paramedics because they didn't show up to get their daily pizza or whatever. we mm-hmm. are like, oh, we were really worried about Tom because he didn't order his normal Tuesday pizza, so we sent somebody over there and they ended up saving his life because he was on the floor of day dying.
1: You hear you do hear about that. Yeah. I feel like though with, with with Gerald though, no one's gonna miss him if he's not coming <laughs> in. <laughs> They'd probably be relieved if anything. Um but yeah, I don't know. I just I just felt like this movie was this the sequel to me just felt like an excuse to a show more boobs because the first movie, surprisingly, didn't have that much in it. It was very tame. There was Whereas actually- this movie. I felt there was, like there was a lot more in the second movie. Say there was, like intentionally. No, there
0: was less nudity in the in the second no, movie.
1: No, there wasn't. Did yes, you watch was. the same movie as me? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you did. <laughs> there was
0: less nudity in the second movie. No,
1: there wasn't. There's was way more. What? Way more. No, there wasn't. Yes, there was. <laughs> no there wasn't <laughs> yes, there was in the first movie they very tastefully cut away every time that you might think that you're, they I'm they not, I'm not saying that there was none there was a little bit but like from most of the time when they're in the shower or whatever every time that you might like if they kept backing up you'd see topless nudity they'd cut the camera away whereas in the second movie they flat out showed a lot in the in the, in the whole in the first half of the movie and I feel like I feel like they I feel like they were trying to make up for something is, as far is what as I was thinking in the I, second movie As far as
0: I can remember the only person that the only person you saw nude in the first movie was Hannah, right? And the only person you saw nude in the second movie was a random woman in the beginning part you of saw the movie. The, no,
1: you saw the mom naked in it. You saw one of the girls naked on the screens. There was um, and then there's a back. There's a a shot. Uh, I believe when you're watching, when he's watching all of the screens, there's like more on like one of the upper screens. There was a lot more on the second movie, dude. What? Yeah.
0: I don't remember seeing the mom naked.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> I guess I wasn't paying attention. <laughs>
1: I'm not trying to come off like a creep. I just remember thinking about this though when it was on. Mike um, was just Mike was regardless. Just
0: combing this thing for yeah. for mom shots.
1: So there's there's this dynamic. I think you're between, wrong for
0: the record, by the
1: way. No, I'm not. Um there was the the dynamic between the sister and her friend and the brother um was also weird because I'm fairly certain that they got a lot of their story from the setup to a porno in a couple of scenes. Why? Between between the uh, between the friend and the brother. Why? Like it's straight up the set of a porno. Why? She's like she's like um, she's like oh uh, what did she say to him? She's like she's like uh, oh I'm not getting laid this weekend. She's like oh yeah well maybe you're not. And then she looks at the brother and then the girl was like literally like sits down in her bikini next to the brother at one point in time, but like she's just being it was like it was the setup to a fucking porno like. They You've were kids. seen it a thousand times.
0: Well yeah, I mean that's that's how that's how sex works you know you start flirting with each other and then suddenly you're having sex
1: <laughs> uh, I feel like these are the movies that we need to watch together because if I would have said that at the time that I was thinking of you would have been like, oh yeah, I've seen that documentary. <laughs> you absolutely would have.
0: I guess I just like uh, coming from a point of view where I used to flirt with my sister's friends. It's not that crazy of a thing for me, for uh, of the idea of, uh, of sister's friend and a brother flirting with each other.
1: It's, no, 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 it's not, it wasn't even flirty though. It was like, the, the, the scenes that I'm, the, the scenes that I'm talking about were like, um, oh, fuck, I don't know. Like, whatever, like when they're outside smoking weed or whatever, like, like she's coming out there and it was like, it was just I was expecting sexy saxophone to start playing, like every time they were on the screen. <laughs> like I just, I just expected that's all. They
0: kept talking about him like he was a kid too, and I was like, he looks like he's the same age as them,
1: within a year or two, maybe. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, what? Absolutely. Like
0: if they wanted to drive the point home that uh, the sister thought it was weird for the friend to be flirting with him, they should have made him younger and also not smoking weed. You know, like he just. Yeah. He seemed like an More older innocent. Yeah, he seemed like an older he seemed like he was the exact same age as them. I didn't think it yep. was weird. Also, they um, know they know how to stretch out a bottle of vodka. They really do. <laughs> they had like a little like a little uh like thermos full of vodka and they made it stretch for an entire week. I was pretty impressed.
1: That would have been gone in thirty minutes if, f- if that was me and you. <laughs> 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 it absolutely would have been it's like they so I at one point I'm like do you have a mixer for this I'm like fucking water just put some water in it <laughs> just dumb it down you can down that it's just vodka come on amateur so, hour over here
0: <laughs> got a lot to learn kid jeez <laughs> um we didn't i we didn't really talk too much so the this this family is they're they're staying at this property and it's kind of like an Airbnb type thing um uh-huh. and uh So that's the same house that the couple in the beginning of the movie were in, right? Yes. So the way that Gerald... So Gerald ends up with um, two women down in a bunker in this movie. And it was kind of... The whole beginning of the movie was really strange. Because he... There's the couple in the house. He goes into the house and he's doing his normal creepy Gerald thing, tampering with the cameras and stuff. And then he finds her keys goes back to his place, copies the key because he has a freaking thing where he can copy keys right in his it's house. It's called a grinder. A grinder, a key <laughs> grinder. I mean, you you can go to Home Depot and have somebody he else also, do it for you.
1: He also probably has a grinder account, is my guess, but <laughs> that's that's neither here nor there. That's
0: neither here nor there. <laughs> um, and he, and he goes, It's they never really explain, was that girl the... Other girl's roommate from the beginning of the movie or something.
1: What key did he copy?
0: He takes, he takes the uh, the little frog keychain, right? Yeah. From the blonde girl with the curly hair. Mm-hmm. He goes back. He copies the key, and then he goes and puts the keys back in the house in her jeans pocket or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then that's the last you see of that couple. You don't see them, but then it cuts to. Uh, So they were talking about going somewhere else. They were supposed to go home, but they ended up traveling somewhere else. Uh So you don't see them anymore. So you just assume they went and traveled somewhere else, right? Then it cuts to him breaking into an apartment somewhere. And you see a picture of the blonde girl, like up on the mantle. So you assume it's her place. But then this brunette girl walks in with a Rottweiler. Uh And he attacks her and ends up taking her. So that was yeah. that girl's roommate
2: or
1: something. I, I something, guess, yeah. That's it's what you're, not like, like they
0: really very don't well. explain it at all. No, it,
1: it's really not. Um, <laughs> so this this girl, I will refer to her as the sporty girl from here on out.
2: She, I don't I, know. She was rather sporty. Rather sporty.
1: She's, rather, rather sporty. Um, she's um, the smartest person to a point in this entire movie because yeah. she's the first one that realizes what I was saying before. He's an old man. You can overpower him. <laughs> yeah. Like this, this. This is not rocket science. You right. Know? Claire, So she's down in this bunker with Claire. Claire's been there for seemingly 12 years. And Claire has just basically become like a puppy dog to yeah. Gerald. Like right. She just does whatever he wants, doesn't make a fuss, because she knows that the food comes down, the water comes down, they get taken out to get a bath every now and then. She doesn't want to disrupt that. She has given up and has... Fully accepted that this is her life now, uh-huh. and there's been other girls, according to her, that have been down there. They've tried to escape, and Gerald kills them. Basically, they don't. He come makes
0: back. her dig the graves. Exactly. Right. So
1: sporty girl, though, she's like, "Fuck that! I'm not dying down here."
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: she like she MacGyvers some spikes. Uh, what, what, what does she shave the spikes with? Because she doesn't have a knife. How does she? She
0: was she was uh, she was grinding them on the concrete floor.
1: Okay. Okay. So she was basically just yeah. Okay. So she makes she makes basically these daggers out of uh, the legs of a chair that was down there. Mm-hmm. And at the first time that she is brought up to get a bath, she stabs uh, Gerald in the stomach, like shivs him a couple of times, and then runs. Mm-hmm. Gerald doesn't have a speck of blood on his shirts or, or anything on his body for the, it's like that scene could have been removed and you would never know that he was shivved multiple times in the stomach Uh ever. And you see him without a shirt later on and there's nothing. It's like this. This is kind of the things I was talking about. Where it's like, come on, like, oh, you do follow you do your own rules, sh- yeah, yeah. Follow your rules because you just completely wiped the, the like, slate of that. Basically, uh-huh. not to um, mention
0: he's wearing the same clothes throughout the entire movie. Yes. So
2: yes.
1: <laughs> you know, dude, dude got run over by a friggin' moving van at the end of the movie, and he walks away with like a, a bruised eye and. He has a crutch. Like, well, <laughs> this who
0: guy's a superhero. Who hasn't been run over by a moving man? Fair. I mean,
1: but this guy's like a superhero. Though like, you can't kill him. You can't. Like, he's for the 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 most badass frail old man I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Um, but yeah, so she ends up though getting getting her fucking shit wrecked by a shotgun, <laughs> which was a pretty cool scene actually.
0: <laughs> um, they really yeah, don't. So, they they really. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, these movies don't really show any of the violence. They cut not away. Not really. All you of see it.
1: blood splatter basically. Yeah. But you don't really see a lot of the uh the crazy shit. Yeah. Um they should have. Maybe it would have been better <laughs> if they would have showed it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Um but yeah, so it's funny though because uh, Sporty Girl gives Claire the confidence, I think, to finally realize I can get out of here if the opportunity arises. Mm-hmm um there was a scene when when sporty was getting led out of out of the bunker mm-hmm. and i swear i thought claire was gonna yell up to him she's got a knife or she's got a shiv or something like that like there was a look on her face where you could tell she wanted to
0: just because she was like completely subordin- subordinate
1: and she was so she was so terrified that if this went wrong she was gonna get it was going to get take a shoot oh, obviously sporty would die um, but then Claire's life would be a living hell afterwards Right? like you could tell like, she, I was waiting for her to yell up and ruin it and I was like don't you fucking do it don't you fucking <laughs> do it and she didn't thank god but um but then but then sporty deserved her death fucking horror movie trope 101 when you stab the guy and he falls to the ground fucking kill him he
0: didn't fall though
1: he uh, he He didn't.
0: She she stabbed him twice, and he just kind of, like, stepped back a few steps, and then she she took off running.
1: So he's obviously hurt, though. Finish the fucking job. You have sharp, pointy sticks. Stab him in the fucking throat or something. Like, kill him. Make sure he's dead. Don't just run away. Yeah, but he's crazy Like, it's the same thing in every fucking horror movie, and it drives me nuts. These people are so stupid. He's crazy (laughs)
0: strong, though. Well, or, you know, like, when she finally makes it out to the garage and locks herself in the garage. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he starts to try and carbon monoxide her out of there. Yeah. Uh,
1: Go out the other door. You know he's outside by the garage door. Go out the door <laughs> that you just barricaded. Yeah.
0: Go out that door. Or, at the very least, when you hit the door to open the garage door, you know he's going to be waiting there for you. Yeah. So duck off to the side with your axe. Instead, she or stands right in the middle of the door.
1: My Yeah, like a deer in headlights waiting. Yeah. Holding the axe really high. There's no way that she could have gotten you know, good swingage out of that ax. <laughs> like what I was thinking, it's like, as the door is opening, you know, he's going to be standing there. Fucking take out his ankles. Yeah. With the ax. Like take yeah. him out of the legs. Yeah. You, there's, there's so many different things that she could have done. And she, <laughs> whatever, neither here nor there, but like, <laughs> it's just, it just bothered the hell out of me because like, there's so, there's, I felt like there was so many easy ways for the people in this, these movies to get away from the situation and then none of them can figure out how to do it. Well, it's like in it's the first, frustrating.
0: It was like in the first movie when uh when Gerald cuts the power to the house and then Ryan is running around Ryan is running around the house knowing that Gerald is in the house. He's running around with a flashlight yelling. It's like, dude, that's not how you do it. You you turn off the flashlight, you grab a weapon, you hunker down in the shadows, and then you wait for the guy to walk by, and then you jump out of the shadows and you kill
1: him. Exactly. Simple. Exactly. Simple. Um, so awesome one of the things that, that, that we, we have to talk about is is the role of the kid, the role of Junior. So Junior gets suspicious of... Gerald because he intercepts a package that shows like all the spy equipment, you know, the, the camera, new cameras for the houses and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And he ends up sneaking to the back of Gerald's van and, and going to his, his clubhouse or whatever you want to call it, where all of his screens are set up and all that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. his home base. And, uh, the kid ends up finding out what he's doing, calls 911 and this and that. Um, he ends up, he ends up freeing Claire, who is his mother at that point. Not, they at not, point, not at that well, well, point. At every point. They don't they don't realize it though. Like, yeah. neither one of them realize who is who. Um and I I, I thought that I'm like, I'm watching this, like I really wish they would have introduced the storyline more than 20 minutes before the end of the fucking movie. Because mm-hmm. they gave it no time to develop. Like well whatsoever.
0: There's also there's also supposed to be a fifteen cameras. You know? So that sure. might be that might be something that they explore even more because they kind of set this kid up despite the fact that he called nine one one and everything uh-huh. they also set it up there was a there was a point in time where he sat in front of all those monitors and watched that family. Yeah, he did. And still had and, and he had that like same slack jawed look on his face that Gerald had the entire time. Well
1: oh, he was a twelve year old kid probably seeing boobs for the first time. Well I can't yeah, completely blame him. I mean it's
0: <laughs> I mean it's that, but there's also like the there's also like a um like uh they're also sort of implying that he might you know, take up kinda, the mantle. Yeah, kind of yeah. have the have the same thing going on. Same
1: glasses. He had, had kind of the same look to him. Like, yeah, they definitely. I, I did notice that he kind of like took after Gerald a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I don't know. I just think I just wish though that like there like there was the there was the whole storyline about the people from the internet coming to kidnap the uh, the two girls. There was a whole this whole other story that takes that place happened, in the dark web. That happened. It's so in all the last fast. twenty minutes of the movie.
0: Yeah, it all just yeah.
1: Where was this? the whole first half of the movie that was just the same fucking repeat of the first movie? Where was all of this stuff then? Mm -hmm. It was like they tried to cram so many different stories into, and this is the same problem with the first movie. There was just way too much going on in both of these movies for them to actually work the way they should have. Yeah. In in both movies. Um, What did you like better? Did you like the first movie better or the second movie? Because they were both enjoyable, I suppose on on certain levels.
0: Yeah, um, I think I liked. I think I liked the f- first movie better. I don't know though. I don't know. There's kind of elements. I uh, like overall. I hate overall. I hate watching Gerald because <laughs> he just skews me out. <laughs> So, like Absolutely. there's so the, like there's big negative points for both of these movies but i I guess that's kind of the point right um
1: make you feel grossed out and and all that yeah uh
0: I honestly don't know I kind of there's there's different reasons that I like both movies and different like I like the I like the fact that they focused more on Gerald like even though he's disgusting I like the fact that they focused more on Gerald in the second movie. Uh-huh. Like you kind of got to understand more of what he's up to and what he's doing. Uh-huh. Um even though it was all super creepy. But
1: more of an insight to everything else going on with them.
0: I think as far as like the story being fleshed out, I like the first movie better. Just because yeah. the second movie the second movie wanted to do too much with the small amount of time that it was able to.
1: I do I actually think that I like the second movie better only because the characters and not even the characters of the family the, char- the 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 family characters were throwaway to me. It was it was the junior, it was the dark web stuff, it was mm. the um the the kidnapping stuff. There was there was more um more to chew on, I think a little bit in the second movie. Like just more interesting plot points. I don't think that any of them were handled properly. Yeah. But I think that it was it was enough to make me prefer it just because there was more going on. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. It's they're they're interesting movies. I would recommend them to anybody who likes. I mean, there's definitely a market for these kind of movies. The kind of movies that make you feel kind of weird and skeeved out and yeah. like <laughs> uncomfortable. There's definitely a market for it. Like I said, the people that liked got a kick out of the human centipede movies would probably get a kick out of these out of these movies. Because mm-hmm. they're just weird enough and they're just uncomfortable and dirty enough to where it's just like uh yeah. <laughs> you watch them for that reason. Um and and then that's that. But uh yeah, I don't know. I um I wouldn't recommend these movies to everybody. No. Definitely not. Um this is not Sunday at the In-Laws kind of a movie you put on. <laughs> and that, that might that might end poorly. <laughs>
0: but uh but you can find them both on Prime. So if you're curious about them True. and you have Prime, then you can uh you can watch them for free, so.
1: Absolutely. If it if There's... it
0: sounds like it I, this might not be up anybody's alley, really, but if it's if it's at least like alley adjacent for you, then mm-hmm. I would say check them out.
1: Yeah, and if you're, and like I said, if you're thinking about becoming a voyeur, just watch these movies.
0: Oh yeah, Gerald's just got Just watch some, these. Gerald's Save yourself some from jail very, time. Be very good to go. useful tips. <laughs> gross. Oh, gross. All right. All right,
1: James. So here's the deal. Usually, this is the part in the show and the part in the month when we would be picking ahead of time for the entire next month coming up. However, that ain't fucking happening. Not this month. Nope. At least. Cuz we're throwing so you a curveball. What? There um yeah, there's been some shows that we've been meaning to get to. There's been some movies we've been meaning to watch. There's been some stuff we want to finish up. We got some holidays coming up. And in order to kind of check all these things off our list, I think we're going to go back to for the foreseeable future. I think that we're going to intentionally plan our months instead of randomly pick them.
2: Mm-hmm. Might
1: do a random pick here and there every now and then, sure. you know, just for funsies. But um, but yeah, we're still going to do the entire uh, entire month ahead of time. So I'll still put the graphic up so everyone knows what we're doing.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna actually put some thought into what we're doing now because like. Like, like you were mentioning off air, like, like we both really want to watch a movie like Psycho Gorman, you know? Yeah. Sooner rather than later, because it's hot right now, and we could use the plays. It's hot, hot, <laughs> hot. But um, just stuff like that, though. So we're going to change it up a little bit, and um, yeah, that's all there is to it.
0: That's all there is to it. You're just going to have it. to deal with it, because it's... Deal with it, it,
1: suckas. It's our show, you bitches. Yeah. For all you 10 people that listen to the show, deal with it. Yeah talking to you Josh who <laughs> listens to our show 10 times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all 10 of you.
1: Anyway um, though, uh yeah. Yeah,
0: so so uh, that's it for this week. You that's will just all you, you'll just have to deal with the mystery until next week. Um in the meantime, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook and SoundCloud at the BuzzedGill podcast.
1: You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. You can find us on all major streaming services. Clearly, you've already found us, so please tell a friend. You know, tell somebody, ten,
0: somebody tell ten friends.
1: Tell ten friends. Ten, ten or, of your most fucked up friends, because that's
0: or just tell one friend ten
1: times. Ooh, that too. Yeah, but make sure like they're like your most fucked up friends, because that's kind of our that's kind of our fan base. Yeah, our base of the, the you know the misfits, the the fucked up kids, the people who like <laughs> to
0: watch other people take a dump.
1: Yeah, yes. If you have any friends that you know that's part of their deal, that's our they demographic. would love us. <laughs> all right. So we, well, we call we call all of our friends our dumpers. Those are our <laughs> those, That's our, our name for them.
0: Our dump chums. All right. Well, until next week then. Cheers, Mikey. Cheers, sir. All right, bud. Think... We'll see you. Have a good night.